enlightening, informative, sexy, and fun. Welcome to Looking for Love with your host, Dr. Lori Buckley. Dr. Lori will help you find the love you desire and show you how to have more love and passion in your life. Whether you're single, dating, in a relationship, married, or going through a breakup or divorce, Dr. Lori is here to help. This is Looking for Love, and here's your host, Dr. Lori Buckley. Welcome, you are listening to Looking for Love and More, and I'm your host, Dr. Lori Buckley, and I'm very excited because we have a special guest today, Melanie Hudson, my wonderful friend who's a wonderful woman, and we've got things happening, and I'm just so excited to have you here. So welcome, Melanie. Thank you, Lori. As you can tell, I'm excited to be here. Yes, well, tell everyone a little bit about you. I mean, they may know Melanie's been on the show before. We have a show that we did I don't remember when it was, but it's called Self Love, and it's a wonderful show, so definitely go check that out. But if you can tell the listeners who maybe are not aware of who you are or what you do a little bit about you, that would be great. Thank you, Lori. Well, first of all, I'm the author of Sexy, Spirited, and Strong, Becoming a Positive Energy Woman, and it's a guidebook to help women to love themselves more, and it incorporates uh, practices from ancient Eastern traditions, as well as more contemporary Western traditions. And I believe a lot in the ancient ways, which were very, very egalitarian, where women and men were equal. That being said, I have recently produced a web short subject documentary mini series called Rise of Venus, which is all about ancient goddess worshiping cultures and how the women's spirituality movement is bringing back some of those ancient traditions for women's empowerment. Yeah, and it's wonderfully done. I've seen it. So definitely go check it out. And if you can just give them your website so they can take a look. The name of the series is Rise of Venus. So the website is riseofvenus.com. Okay, wonderful. Yeah, it's really great information. It's really fun to watch. I learned a lot from it. And I think everyone will get something from watching it. So it's free. It's out out there, you might as well go check it out. And also your book is wonderful. I really love your book. And Melanie and I have done some things together. We've done workshops together. We're doing another one coming up in September in Lucca, Italy. We're doing one for women. There are still some spots left. So if you are interested, go to our website. It's called bestlifebestyou.com. Or you can just go to my website at drlauriebuckley.com and get more information there. We are really making sure that it's the right fit. So you need to have an interview with me before you actually are able to register. But if it's something you think would benefit you, check it out and give me a call because it is going to be life-changing. And Melanie and I are very excited about it. It's five days, three hours a day doing the workshop, and then we have events every single day. It's a cooking class or a wine tour tasting, uh, opera night, and we just have wonderful events planned. It's going to be incredible. So really looking forward to doing that. You, Melanie, and for all of the people who are going to be joining us. So again, check us out. And today... We're going to be talking about being single. We're going to be talking about self-love. And you put those two together, self-love, being single, and then you add in Valentine's Day. And it can be, let's just say, difficult for some of us, right? It can be a bit tricky. It's hard Valentine's Day for people who are not coupled. Now, for some people it is, and for some people it isn't. It really just depends. But for me, 
it's been a little bit tricky. I'm just wondering how you feel about Valentine's Day, Melanie. Does it have any meaning to you, or do you think it's just one of those useless commercial holidays? Well, I have a lot of different thoughts about Valentine's Day. When I was in a relationship, I had lovely Valentine Day, Valentine's Days, and I have magical memories of the one special day where it's the intention to get together with your beloved to, to, to tell them and, and express to them how much we care about each other. And I have those wonderful, wonderful memories. And because I've been basically single for... By choice. By choice, <laughs> yes, for a long time. So I feel differently about Valentine's Day now. It used to be that I would feel a, a little pang in my heart when I was at the office and I'd see trails of flowers coming into the women from their boyfriends. And I'd be like, okay, well... Okay, well, that's not me. It's not those flowers aren't for me. And soon a bunch of us started calling Valentine's Day Singles Awareness Day because it made us feel so aware of of being single. Mm. But I turned that around as I try to do as the positive energy woman. Right. And I look at the the blessing of having that day to just love myself. And I advise that we all love ourselves anyway, every single day. Right. Or if we're in a relationship, we love our partner every single day, too. Exactly. Exactly. And still love yourself. Yes. Even in the relationship. Both. (laughs) All important. So, but on this particular day, it's a conscious choice to think about yourself and love yourself. And a lot of times in our normal daily routines, we are going about life in our usual robotic kind of a way, we do our routine. We do things by um, the sort of on autopilot. I, oh, excellent, excellent word. Yeah. So Valentine's Day is a day to open up your awareness and become conscious of what you're doing, who you are, who you are, and how you're relating to everybody else in the world. And so you can make that a day of opening your heart for your for yourself to the co-workers, to the one, your friends. Everyone. To everyone. I love that. I feel very much the same way. I mean, for me, Valentine's Day is about love. And yes, it's commercial. There's no question about that. It's a money-making day for florists and candy makers and restaurants. But I still really value that day. I think it's a special day to remind us about love. And I agree with you that it's not just about loving a partner. It could be about loving ourselves or just putting love out into the world. Now, again, there are people who are going to go, nah, not my thing. I just, it's, it's just all commercial. It means nothing to me. And for those people, great. Like we all make our own choices around it. For me, especially in my practice and the couples that I see and in the individuals that I see, I always talk about it because for a lot of us, it is meanings. You know, it can bring us back to the time when we were kids and we were getting Valentine's Day cards at school. If you remember those? Yes. Uh, they were like perforated and you tear them out of the <laughs> big yes. sheet. You have all these little Valentines. You have to give one to everybody in the class. And those are really great memories. And the little candy hearts, it just brings all kinds of memories for me. Most of my adult life, I have been in a romantic relationship. So I am single this year by death, not by choice. Uh, It's it's going to be my second Valentine's Day since Alan died. And last year was the first one. And it was hard. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm I'm not going to lie. And I've always been talking to single men and women on Valentine's Day about how they're going to think of it or 
how they're going to sometimes just survive it, let alone celebrate it. And so I thought about that myself. I knew it was going to be a hard holiday. And Alan died March of 2016. So we had just spent a wonderful Valentine's Day together. When I had found out that he had died, I, their cards, our Valentine's Day cards, were still on the, the dresser. And mine said to him something like, I cherish every single moment with you. And it just came to light in that moment. And then I did. But it was just a really difficult one. So I knew that I wanted to do something that was meaningful for me. I didn't want to sit home and cry, although that would have been a respectable choice too. You know, again, we all get to choose what it is that we want to do and how we want to spend it. But using the word that you did, it's being conscious or being intentional rather than suffering through it or pretending it doesn't exist. I, I think it's important to think about, does it have meaning for you? If so, how do you want to spend that time? And it could be expressing love to your friends. It could be spending time with friends. It could be staying home and eating chocolate candy and watching a romantic movie and crying by yourself, which, by the way, that sounds really good to me this year. <laughs> <laughs> what I did last year is I decided I'm going to do something. So I went online and I found this event that was happening downtown L.A. So I live in Pasadena, took the metro downtown L.A., if you remember this, it was a, called Five Senses. It was a wine tasting. It was at a bar. And the wine tasting included with each wine that you tasted some kind of chocolate to pair with the wine and live music to pair oh. with the wine and the chocolate. So I was there by myself among couples. <laughs> <laughs> and it was actually really nice. I didn't feel sorry for myself. I did feel... A little bit sad, but I also felt really proud of myself and happy that I was doing something that I enjoyed. And it really was a mindfulness practice. It was an exercise in mindfulness because you are engaging all of your senses, literally, in that moment. And it was beautiful. And it, it, I, I wouldn't have changed that. And I felt really good when I had done it. And believe me, getting out that door and getting on that train and going there was not easy because I had a million different voices telling me, don't do it, just stay home, you don't have to go. But I really knew it was important. It was an important move for me, which is why this year I may choose not to go do anything and just to stay home. Mm. So Melanie, how are you planning on spending this Valentine's Day? Well, this Valentine's Day, I believe, comes in the middle of a week. And since I am always working. I do a lot of work. I enjoy being productive and I'm a kind of a workaholic. I will probably not do much of anything after work to celebrate. However, I'll probably do what I did last year, which is I'll dress up during the day. I remember last year I wore this really cool blouse. It was very sexy. And I never dress sexy at the office. I always <laughs> dress very corporate or very, you know, uh, understated. I wore a beautiful blouse, uh, a skirt. I was the Valentine. So I might do that again at the office. Nice. So, and yeah. just be joyful and happy. You know, that's yeah. what it's all about. It really is. And like I said, Melanie's single by choice. And some of us are not single by choice. We would like to be in a relationship. Oh, I would say right now I'm single by choice. I have made a conscious choice to wait although I'm getting ready to date again. I'm going to be talking about that on the show a little bit. I'm getting ready. Uh, but the people who are not 
single by choice. They want to be in a relationship for whatever reason. Maybe a relationship ended that wasn't their choice, or they just haven't been able to find somebody that they really feel right with. And so for those people, I'm going to say, look, I can't tell you that you're definitely going to find someone. I can tell you that the odds are going to go way up if you do some things intentionally to meet that someone. And that includes how you spend your time alone. If you're spending your time alone feeling bad, feeling sorry for yourself, chances are you're not going to attract, a, we'll say, a really loving, wonderful person in your life. As you start living your life and finding joy and love for others and receiving love in all different ways, you are going to attract that love into your life. So if you believe, and I think it is reasonable to believe that There is no reason why you can't find a loving partner in your life. And you know that, and you get yourself ready for that. You attract it and it takes some, some work and some intention to do so. If you are alone this Valentine's day, maybe it'll be the last time you are. And so take advantage of that. Celebrate that because that's important. And when you can find joy in being alone or maybe it's being with friends, but not being coupled in a romantic relationship. Maybe this is a story you can tell your partner when you do find them. You know, this is what I did last Valentine's Day. And it felt really good. And I knew that this next Valentine's Day, I was going to have someone in my life. And here you are. You know, there can be some wonderful things that can happen. And if you want to feel sad again, feel sad. But it is a reminder for those who are in relationships also to not take each other for granted. Yes, we should be loving every day. Every day should be Valentine's Day. That is true. But it isn't. It's kind of like Mother's Day. Well, why do we have to have a day to celebrate mothers? Shouldn't mothers always be honored and treated specially? Well, yeah. Are they? Absolutely not. So the Mother's Day is a day to celebrate and remind. And that's how I feel about Valentine's Day. It's like that about love. It's there to remind us. And it can also be a time to set into motion maybe some rituals or some habits or some action steps that you have not yet done or you have forgotten about that haven't been taking place for a while. Again, with the relationship or with yourself, that self-love part we talk about. It's an important part of our life. You know, yes, we all can get lonely, whether we're single or coupled. We can get lonely sometimes. And, you know, there's a difference between being lonely and being alone. And that's, I think, an important distinction. So being alone is one thing. How do we live our life that it feels filled with love, filled with joy? Not all the time, but for the most part, really, really, I'm going to say honoring and cherishing every day that we have on this planet. Amen. Amen. And that is so beautiful. And you're saying so much. We're, of course, we're in line on so many things. And the self-love And having that vibration within ourselves that can radiate and attract potentially a beloved, it's Mm -hmm. so true. It is so true. So that's why we have to really cherish ourselves. And even if it's in the understanding how unique we are as an individual, knowing that we are more than just, and this is going a little out into the esoteric world, but knowing that we're more than just flesh, and bones and hair and you know we're more than our personalities we're this incredible energetic force we're the a spirit there's a soul inside of us there's this incredible energetic life force 
that that carries a vibration that it keeps us going, that keeps us animated and alive. And then it radiates outside of us and it touches everyone that we come into contact with. And we with. can call that love. Yes. <laughs> Right? If, if it's if indeed it is love because yeah. there is a, because a lot of a lot of times people have the opposite you know but if we mm-hmm. love ourselves and what that comes out of us it is love absolutely there is something healing and energizing and amazing when we live in that space of love and projecting it out, that energetic love towards everyone that we meet, whether it's someone we walk by on the street and we can smile at them with our eyes or just a literal smile and and just think about that. Because we all are connected in some way, I believe. And when we do that, we don't feel so alone. Exactly, exactly. And you know, another thing that you touched on is the smile factor. I feel that these days, people are feeling very untrusting, that they need to protect themselves. Mm -hmm. They're afraid to look at anybody in the eye. So I take walks around my neighborhood and I, you know, as I'm walking towards a person, they will go so far out of their way to not look at me in the eye. They'll look at their cell phones. They'll look at the sky. They'll look at the ground. They'll look at their dog. They will not look me in the eye. And I'll say hi and in smile if they do look at me in the eye. Mm-hmm. Many of them don't even smile back. Yeah. So I don't know what that that is. Maybe uh, they had a bad day. Maybe they're afraid. Maybe it's just something they don't feel comfortable with. I think there's a lot of people, especially younger people, yeah. they're so used to being on their phones. Eye contact and direct communication is not something that they do the way that we used to do. And not something that we do. We're all kind of connected to our, our phones and our electronics or we're in our cars. And again, there's, like you said, this layer of protectiveness or fear around interacting with people. And that's so sad. It is because a smile is such a healing thing. Now, the times that I have met someone and they return a smile, I feel and I feel lighter. I feel happier. I feel so happy to have received a smile. And I'm generally a happy person. So yeah. I, I think it is a, a gift. Smiling is a gift that I believe will be a, a practice that will help attract others to you. It will help people see that you are a, a force of love and caring so I believe that that is something that if we didn't do anything else on Valentine's Day, but smile at each other, yeah. it would make the day better for everyone. Generate love. And when we do that, we feel more love. You know, it reminds me of a story a couple of weeks ago. So it's not always smiling, but a couple of weeks ago, there was this girl, young girl. I mean, she's probably in her 20s. And I was walking down the street. It was kind of like an open mall. And she was walking towards me and I could tell that she'd been crying. She wasn't actually crying in the moment, but I could just tell. She was sort of sniffing and wiping her eyes. And I looked at her and and I said, are you okay? And she looked at me and she said, I'm okay. Thank you so much for asking. And that made me want to cry. The way Mm -hmm. that she responded to me. I mean, she was clearly in some kind of pain. And, you know, me saying, are you okay, wasn't the issue. I think that was easier than her responding in that way. Mm -hmm. And it really touched me. And there was just something in that moment I felt so connected to her. And, you know, a lot of times we see people 
in suffering in some way or another, and we don't look at them. Maybe it's somebody in a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. We might feel uncomfortable. And so it's easier to look away. And it is important, I think, to remember that we all are loving beings and we all need some love in whatever way that that shows up. But it is important for us to love ourselves because if we don't really love ourselves, if we're feeling bad, if we're in pain, if we're living in fear, like Mm -hmm. like you were saying, that protective layer, we're not going to be able to give love. Mm -hmm. That's to anybody else including a loving partner or anybody out in the world. So we have to first love ourselves. We cannot be loving partners. We cannot be loving people or generous people in the world really contributing and having a purpose until we are clear about our own value and our own worth. And to be really honest, we all struggle. I I struggle with that myself. There Mm -hmm. are days when I Mm -hmm. feel less than too old, too fat, whatever it might be, not enough this, not, you know, not good enough. I mean, we all have our insecurities and our moments when we feel bad, bad about our situation, bad about ourselves, something we did, something we said. And it's so easy to go down that dark hole. And it's important, especially important in those moments to treat ourselves or talk to ourselves the way that we would talk to somebody that we care deeply about. It's so true. And it's, it's also important to know yourself well enough to get yourself back on track. Once you do lose that perspective of how fantastic you are and you do go down that black hole, when you know who you are and you are solid in knowing the qualities that you have, the gifts that you have, the talents that you have. And the imperfections that you have. <laughs> yes. Which are also to loving uh, yourself in every way. In and spite in, of that, yeah. Yes. And imperfections can even be considered gifts. Right. So not so just in levels. spite of that, but because of that. Yes. Yes. So <laughs> yeah. when you feel, and then you also realize again, back to that woo-woo, that this three-dimensional world is just part of it. There's a lot more. There's a lot more to us. There's a lot more to life than the, the solid things that are sitting before us. Yeah. Um, the and clothes then, we wear, the car we drive, the things yes, we do, the things that to are make surrounding money. us. Yeah. It's so that's superficial and there's, and we're connected to a greater, greater thing and we're greater than we even know. That's so true. Yeah. So when you get to that point and you can self love those moments when you're feeling not so great, you're feeling disconnected from yourself, you're feeling lo- less than think back to how fantastic you are. Make lists of your gifts. Make lists of all the things you've accomplished, all the beauty. Look at yourself in the mirror and just say, oh my gosh, you are gorgeous. Yeah, but just look for the gorgeousness, not for the flaws. We tend to look for the flaws first, right? Yes. Or look at the flaws and say, wow, that is pretty amazing. That's great. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Who knew my belly could bulge out that way? (laughs) Yeah, baby. I love it. Who knew cellulite could be so hot? (laughs) It is also important to have a sense of humor. That is so true. But we are all flawed. And when we can laugh about it and accept it and celebrate it, Mm -hmm. look at, I think it makes us so much more interesting. Absolutely. Nobody wants to be around a seemingly perfect person. And by the way, we know that doesn't exist. That's why I'm saying seemingly, but I think so many of us are striving to be perfect. And if you're not in a relationship or maybe you're not in a relationship that feels really good right now, it has nothing to do with your lovability. 
Right. That you are lovable. You are capable of having love in your life and capable of, of whatever kind of greatness you would like to have or purpose. But you need to know that because if you don't know that, and again, we have lots of different messages that are telling us that we're not. Again, maybe we're single. Maybe our partner doesn't treat us very well. You know, maybe we don't have the kind of house we want or the body that we want or fill in the blank but when, or the blanks. But when we are really aware of who we are, forget all that other stuff. Mm -hmm. It really doesn't matter because we all are going to have different things happen in our life and we're going to have good days and we're going to have bad days and good years and bad years. But when we have intention and when we are coming from what I say, the above the line living, this place of gratitude, this place of love, this place of appreciation and acceptance for ourselves and others, everything becomes really great. So I really want to encourage the listeners and ourselves at this Valentine's Day, celebrate love. And you could be alone, you could be with a romantic partner, you can be on a first date, you could be with a child or a parent or a sibling or a friend or a cat. (laughs) (laughs) Or Netflix. (laughs) Or Netflix, yeah. Yeah, So you can Netflix and chill all by yourself. We're going to be talking about sex toys in our next episode, so... (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. We'll be talking about all that kind of stuff. There's lots of different ways to love yourself. Sometimes we say self-love and I use that term for masturbating, right? Uh, yeah. That self-love and masturbation, same thing. It's one way to love yourself. Part of what I want to do, my fantasy is I always used to tell, you know, Alan to that I, what I would love on Valentine's day, the thing I would always ask for is a heart with the chocolates in it. I know there's just something about that, you know, the red heart with yes. the candy in it, usually from C's. Yep. And there's, I don't know, I just always like them. That's what I always ask for. I want a heart oh. with candy in it. And so I would get it. And so I'm tempted. Like my fantasy is, well, maybe I'll buy my own heart with chocolate in it. Yeah. And I think that could be loving myself. But then I have another version of that story. Well, if I was really loving myself, maybe I would eat strawberries instead of chocolates, Mm -hmm. something that is delicious, but also, you know, not going to put a bunch of sugar in my body, Mm -hmm. toxic sugar, (laughs) (laughs) inflammatory foods. So I don't know. We'll see. Maybe I'll do a combination and I'll do chocolate dipped strawberries. (laughs) Ooh, there you go. I think I'm on to something. Yes. Whoever wants to do that, I think that's actually a pretty good idea now that I'm thinking about it. Nice. Yeah. So think about how do you want to spend that day? And there's no wrong answer. Whatever it is that you want to do, but just do it with intention. And again, if you want to feel sad, feel sad. Just don't let it last too long. Give yourself some space to cry or feel sad. Not bad for yourself. There's a difference between feeling bad and feeling sad. When you start feeling bad about feeling sad, you're going down the (laughs) hole too deep, right? So you can feel sad, just not bad. And you don't want to get stuck there. Allow yourself to feel sad if that feels good. And then, you know, find something else for yourself. So that's what I would recommend to everybody. It, again, I don't want to make light of it because it is something that for a lot of people, Valentine's Day can be really, really sad and challenging and difficult. So if that's been your story, this is the time to change it this year. What can you do differently? So my action step for this week's show is exactly that. Do something differently this Valentine's Day. If you did something last year, you usually go out to dinner or whatever it is that you might do. Try something new. Try something 
different that you think would feel really good for you? Again, in a relationship or single, let us know what you've done. If you have a really great success story, I want to hear about it. Send me your email at lori at drlauriebuckley.com, or you can go to my website, drlauriebuckley.com, or lookingforlovepodcast.com, and you can reach me all of those ways. Send me your success stories. I really want to hear, or your not-so-success stories. I want to hear how it went. I think that's going to be great. And my gadget of the day, speaking of (laughs) self-love... No, it's not what you're all thinking. Not quite as sexy as all that. But this is a gadget that I got. I think I've had it now for about three months. And it is called the Water Pick Water Flosser. (laughs) Not very sexy, I know. But when I went to the dentist last month to get my teeth cleaned, the hygienist was going crazy. She just kept saying, oh my God, your teeth, your mouth, you look like amazing. I wish everybody's mouth looked like yours. And I told her I'd been using the water pick. <laughs> I think it really makes a difference. You can get it at Amazon. You can probably get it anywhere, but at Amazon it's like $59. And it's really wonderful. And what you can also do is in the little water holder, you add some warm water, you can add some hydrogen peroxide as well. And it makes your teeth really white. So it just, it really gets in there. I still floss and my dental hygienist told me still floss. I still do that every now and again, not as often, but the flosser, that water pick flosser, your mouth just feels so fresh. And that is loving yourself, taking care of yourself, flossing, brushing your teeth, taking a shower, all of those things that we do, putting on lipstick or putting on cologne, dressing nice. Those things are telling ourselves that we are lovable. They're important. And you don't have to pay for a lot of dental work later on in your life. And it'll make your smile brilliant. Yes! <laughs> Melanie, it's always a pleasure having you on the show. Thank oh. you so much for joining me. Oh, thank you, Lori. It's always a pleasure to be here. I just love you. I love you too. <laughs> we are going to be having so much fun working with women and the, as you call the sistership of the women and what we're going to be able to explore. If you've always wanted to go to Italy and you just never have, or didn't know where to start, this is the time. I know Italy. It's like my second home. Mm -hmm. I can help you out if you want to go on other trips in addition to just our workshop, because yeah, the workshop's five days, but to go to Italy for five days, well, if that's all you can do, that's okay. But Hey, you might as well <laughs> fly <laughs> right. all the way out there. Stay a little bit longer. And Luca yes. is just the most beautiful little town. It's a really magical, magical place. It's just an mm-hmm. hour outside of Florence. And it's also about 20 minutes away from the shore, from the beach mm-hmm. in Viareggio. So there's just a lot of beauty there. And a lot of transformation is going to take place in yes. Luca, Italy this September. So check it out. Go to the website, bestlifebestyou.com. Give me a call if you're interested. And Melanie, can you just remind the listeners of if they want to get in touch with you, how they can find you? Well, my website is positiveenergywoman.com. And you can contact me through that website, positiveenergywoman.com. Perfect. And Melanie also does Tantra instruction, and she does a Lessons for couples and individuals, as well as group workshops. So definitely check her out and her new documentary series, which is going to be coming out so good and all kinds of great things coming up. So thanks again, listeners, for listening. You know, I always appreciate you listening to the show, and I hope that you'll check in with us in a couple of weeks. Take care, everyone. Bye. 